Welcome to Feeling It, a podcast where we discuss TV, movies, pop culture, and whether or not we are feeling it. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. And here we go. Come on, walk and talk. All right, here we go. You guys want to hear something neat? It's showtime! Hold your ears, folks. Here we go! See what you can do now. Take your position. All right, ladies, buckle up. Let's do this. Hold on to your butts. Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy it. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Feeling It. Each week on the show, we like to share what pieces of pop culture we're really feeling. Whatever show, movie, song, or tech, we just can't get out of our heads. In addition to those picks, this week we'll be talking about our favorite pieces of Christmas pop culture. Merry Christmas, Lucas. Merry Christmas. Before we get started with all that, let's introduce ourselves. And when we do, let's answer the question, what's your favorite Christmas tree ornament? I'm Lucas Schreit, a designer from the Bay Area, and my favorite Christmas tree ornament is a little black drummer boy that my mom got me when I was really, really young, but it was the first time I'd ever seen a Christmas ornament that looked like me. Lucas, that's so beautiful and special. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I love that. I've still got it on my, I've got it on my tree now. Yeah. Well, this is the, well, I'm Sandra Amstutz. I'm a social media manager in Nashville, Tennessee. And this is the first year that my Christmas ornaments are, like, here in Nashville with me on my own Christmas tree. Um, Nice. Yeah. And I, my grandmother would always give us, like, ornaments in series. Like, they would sell, like, a new different one in the series each year from, like, Hallmark. Um, Ah. So I have several different series of ornaments. um, But... One of those series is a series of I Love Lucy ornaments, and they're all Lucille Ball and from different I Love Lucy episodes. Um, oh, that's cool. And my favorite one of those is the uh, from the episode where she goes to work at a chocolate factory, and it's her stuffing her bra and her mouth with <laughs> chocolates coming down the conveyor belt. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's that's my particular favorite Christmas ornament. Um, Lucas, what are you feeling this week? I am feeling a new movie called Good Time. Um, this is a movie by two brother directors, Ben and Josh Safdie, and starring Robert Patterson. This was a movie I'd seen the trailer for, but really, but really didn't know anything about. Um, but it is so good. It is, it is beautiful. One, it basically takes place all within one day and night, um, and... It just constantly ramps up the tension. It's about two brothers, played by Ben Safdie and um, Robert Patterson. Um, Ben Safdie plays a mentally challenged teen who his brother Connie kind of cons into um, a a heist, (laughs) and um, about kind of their their run their run from the police and their kind of panic throughout the day and kind of what what happens to them um, as they try to just try to basically try to make everything okay. And Robert Patterson is fantastic in this role. This is my the fa- my favorite thing that I've ever seen him in. He is insane. <laughs> he has so much energy in this film. Most of this film is basically just centered on him. Um, and it is constantly just ramping up the tension as um, things get more and more out of control as like the night goes on. Um, it's again with it shot mostly at night, kind of on, like on the streets of New York. Uh, the camera work is 
incredible for how like low budget this movie was and how much um really how much time they shot i think they shot it in just like a couple days um but it is beautiful like the you, you see there's lots of night shots which just like lights reflected off things and off robert patterson's face <laughs> it is a beautiful beautiful movie and i was like sweating for like the whole second half of the movie just because of how intense it is but it was it's it's it left an impact for sure it was really great you know this has been on my radar lucas um for quite a while now and Something about the trailer seemed so unappealing to me, but mm-hmm. the buzz that I've heard has been nothing but, like, outstanding. That this movie is, you know, really, as soon as they see it, I think, I feel people tweet, I've been like, wow, good time. I, I had no idea. Yeah. It's so incredible. Yeah. It's, it like, it's so tight and well-written. It's, like, it's 99 minutes long. <laughs> like, it is not a long movie, but... They you, like they pack in so much, but it's it's a crime drama, which I'm always interested in. But it's it's a little more brutal than I think the like the the crime dramas. I I, I like like really fun crime dramas. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not a fun crime drama, but it is it is really really well executed for sure. Lucas, who do you think? Who should people watch this movie with? Is this a movie that they should check out by themselves, watch it with a group of friends, watch it with a loved one? I would say this is a movie you watch by yourself. This okay, is just a know. movie you lock yourself in a room and just pay attention to this movie. Because, like like I said, it's not a ton of fun. It, I don't think it's like – and it's not one that like people want to really like have a conversation about right after. You're just going to want to sit with it for a couple minutes before you talk to anybody. That's really good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But besides Robert Patterson, you also have Jennifer Jason Lee in it for a little bit and um, Brockhead Abdi, who was the pirate from Captain Phillips. Oh, Um, He's in it for a little bit as well. But they, everybody gives just really real performances. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, thank you for that, Lucas. Um, This week, I'm feeling also a very small, low budget indie movie um, called Princess Sid. And that's spelled C-Y-D. Um, I've been seeing some top 10 lists come out for the year. And this has been on multiple of uh, top 10 lists from critics I really appreciate. So I, even though the movie had already intrigued me with the trailer, I felt um, a sense of urgency to get it watched before the end of the year. Um, I rented this movie on iTunes. My roommate and I watched it together. And this is such a lovely little movie. Have you seen the trailer for this, Lucas? I have. Okay. I have. This movie, for anyone who hasn't, is about a teen girl named Sid who comes to stay with her single aunt for a couple of weeks who lives in Chicago. Um, Her aunt is... Lizzie, my roommate, described her as kind of an Ann Patchett-type character. She's um, a a well-known novelist that just lives kind of this simple but lovely, peaceful life. She has this beautiful house that she has all to herself. She writes all day. She has academic writer friends who she she has soirees on a weekly basis where people from her church and the university she teaches at and writers she knows all come together and join for conversation and art. And um, she's just kind of leading what we felt was a very idealistic life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And this 
teen girl that she kind of knows comes and stays with her for a few weeks. And it's about the two of them getting to know each other, um, bonding through uh, their shared family relation. It's about them learning to respect each other's differences and values. Um, It's one of those movies where there is not tons of conflict because everyone's so lovely in it. But then the moments when there are conflict are so riveting to watch. Um, It's, it was just, like I said, it's very small, but it's full of actors that I had never seen before. Every, there's not a single recognizable face in this movie for me. And yet everyone was so magnetic and it's so tightly written. Um, And it's also a little bit escapist, you know, it's letting you escape to what seems like to be the summer, which is very Mm -hmm. (laughs) pleasant right now, (laughs) escaping into this world of this woman who just like lives in books and literature. It lets you escape back to your teen years where um, you're kind of just discovering your sexuality and the fact that the world is your oyster. Um, it's it was really really lovely, and there's a chance it might be on my top ten this year. Nice. Yeah. Have you seen any other of Stephen Cohn's movies? I don't. The Wise Kids or Henry Gamble's Birthday Party? No, I haven't yet, and yeah. I I know I need to. Um, I yeah. know Brent has raved about them, um, and I and I they're definitely higher on my list now after seeing Princess Sid. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it is on my list. <laughs> there are so many movies on my list sure. before this year ends. <laughs> yeah, that this is. is one I would say to watch with like a, a close friend or a significant other. It's just a really sweet, special movie. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely do that. So today, Lucas, we're going to be talking about our favorite pieces of media relating to Christmas. Um one of the yay. Fun, what, yay! One of the best things about this time of year is the new Christmas albums come out. The new movies are in theater that are holi- that might become the next holiday classic. Um, there, every all of our favorite TV shows are doing Christmas themed episodes or holiday episodes. Um, so we're going to talk about today what our favorite all time Christmas albums, Christmas movies, and Christmas TV episodes are. Are you ready, Lucas? I'm ready. Okay. As the, I would say, resident Grinch. Yes. Um, it's difficult for me to get into the Christmas season before December. Mm-hmm. And so as December, like, hits, that is when I can actually start listening to Christmas songs and watching Christmas movies and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm full in now. Okay. We're doing this. Wonderful. <laughs> well, let's start with album. Lucas, what's okay. your favorite Christmas album? So this is hard because for me... A lot of like the out al- the Christmas albums that I listen to are nostalgic mm-hmm. there because I grew up listening to them and stuff like that. Um, and I think when anybody comes out with a new Christmas album, it's very hard for me to get on board with it. Sure, <laughs> because it's not something that I know and it's not familiar. Um, I, and I feel really I feel the same way with that 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 with movies as well. Um, is that it? It takes. I watch movies because of the tradition and because of the the feeling that I got last time I watched this Christmas movie. Um, and so for me, albums, um, some of the ones that like my family listened to growing up was um, Mannheim Steamroller Christmas and like Amy Grant's Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
of like newer and this still isn't new but <laughs> but i would say of the newer side of christmas albums the one that i have absolutely loved um is songs for christmas by sufjan stevens that one um i think that came out in like what 2005 so it's yeah. it's been out for, it's been out for a while but i that is that is kind of my go to now is just to listen to songs for christmas You know, that is definitely a runner-up of mine. Um, mm-hmm. I remember... I, th- I feel like that's on everybody's, like, top five albums. Especially in our generation, Christmas. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I remember listening to it in college, maybe just right out of college, with a group of friends at a holiday party, and us all realizing, like, this is going to be the Christmas album that our kids are going to... Exactly. Relate to us, you know. This when, is going to be a tender Tennessee Christmas yeah. by Amy Grant. Like this. Like, when our like, kids, my grow kids up, are going to know this. They're going to be like, well, you know, we always listen to the Sufjan Stevens Christmas album, yeah. but I particularly <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it's what true. we're going to raise our kids with. Um, yeah. It's so special. I made a short film in college that is near and dear to me, based off of one of the songs on this album. Um, I. Yeah, it's 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 an incredible piece of work. It's both modern and classic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Sufjan is like just a, a miracle worker, and this is one of the m- many miracles we've been bestowed. It's true. <laughs> oh well, I'm actually going to be talking about my favorite Christmas album, which is my family's favorite Christmas album. It's, All right. My family, you know, Lucas, you, when you listed off the Christmas albums that your family listened to, you had like, what, two or three that Mm -hmm. are steady in rotation. My family has one, and it is the only Christmas album we listen to. Really? Yeah. Really? My dad has one Christmas album that he likes, and he found (laughs) it, and then he never needed to listen to a different one ever again. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And that's Harry Connick Jr.'s. When My Heart Finds Christmas. Now, you th- you might be thinking, oh, do you mean, like, Harry Connick Jr., he has lots of Christmas albums. Like, do you mean he likes Harry Connick Jr. Christmas music? No. I mean, my dad likes this one Harry Connick Jr. Christmas album. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's the only one I listened to my entire childhood. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> it came out in 1993, and... Again, every Christmas, it's the only music we listen to. Um, so nobody ever, nobody ever suggests anything else. No, 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 no. Says, hey, oh, that would be should, met with try something else. <laughs> a, 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 a silly de- like sneer of derision from my father. Oh my God. The idea, <laughs> the idea, Lucas, that we would listen to something other than "When My Heart Finds Christmas" by Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> Um, now, I, I Googled this. This has 14 tracks. Yes. That's it. Yep. That's it. That's that's short it's, for a Christmas it's, album. That's all you need. So that's just, that's just on repeat. Well, or we listen to it once, and that is our allotment of holiday music. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 got the hits. Here's the he's thing, got though. let it snow. If you're going to listen to one <laughs> Christmas album, 
this is a good one to listen to. I okay. I might be Stockholmed into loving this yeah. album. Yeah. But I do love it. I think it's incredible. I love Harry Connick Jr. I love his music. I love his voice. I appreciate him so much as a musical artist and not just as a singer. You know, like I, he mm-hmm. has. Yeah. He really like knows his stuff, and it. I think conve- <laughs> that's conveyed in this album. Um, when my heart finds Christmas is the title track, and it's one of the best ones on the album. But really, every song is incredible. Um, Sleigh Ride is the very first track, and the moment I hear that song, I am put in the Christmas spirit. It's it's such a joyful rendition. Um, I I do love this album, and if you're if you're looking for something that feels classic and jazzy and like upbeat th- this is a great album to listen to just hear those sleigh bells jingling ring ting tingling too come on it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you Nice. When My Heart Finds Christmas has the most old-fashioned album art of them all. And, I'm looking at it. And it's oh, yeah. $4 at Best Buy. And <laughs> there's just, it's just its own thing. And this it's guy, so special. He can't be bothered to sit on the chair. He's got to kneel on the floor <laughs> right. and just put his arms on the seat of the chair yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, 1993. This album has yeah. been a, around for a while. And oh, it, it feels like it belongs in a 1990s Christmas rom-com. Like, and yeah, that's, I think, why I like it so much also. <laughs> you know, like, it really feels like it's not in You've Got Mail, but if any of these songs were in You've Got Mail, it would be very fitting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, <laughs> oh. Lucas, what is your favorite TV episode, Christmas TV episode? Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, but I don't go back and, like, revisit Christmas episodes at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I watch them when they come out, and then I watch them again when I like rewatch the show later or something like that. But I don't specifically come back and say like, "Oh, it's Christmas. Let me put on a Christmas TV episode." Yeah. You know, I don't uh, know that I do that for Christmas episodes, but strangely, I think I do that for Thanksgiving episodes. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, but um, Christmas, you're right. I don't think I revisit them that yeah. often. But just like, so I went through just kind of like, I was looking up, you know, what are all the Christmas episodes of the, you know, shows that I watch and everything like that. Um, And there are a lot of good ones. And like, I, like The Office has some classic, classic, like Benihana Christmas, um, the Christmas party one. Um, All of those are just really classic. And I like, I like Christmas comedy, like comedies. I like the Christmas episodes of comedies. Yeah. I think those are always a ton of fun and you know, really reflective, and those actually would be good to watch at Christmas. And I think I actually might <laughs> do that now, is start watching some of my favorite ones. Um, Community has a, re- a really oh, good one. really just, great. Um, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, where they're all stop-motion um, characters. See, and, and I always gravitate to the one where there's, like, a big fight, and 
there's like a big fight with like the elves in the group and they're like it's december 10th do you know what i'm talking about oh yes the uh it's like uh isn't it the religion one where they're yeah. all talking about the different yeah that one's also really good um Obviously, Friends, the one with the holiday, Armadillo, that right. one is Wonderful. Like a super class. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, like, the one that, like, I think moves me the most is The West Wing. So not a comedy at all. But In Excelsius Deo oh. um, is an episode where um, Toby uh, finds a – or gets a call from the police and – a homeless man had his jacket from that he got that he had given to Goodwill or whatever that had his business card in it, so they didn't have anybody to call, so they called him. Um, and it's just about him like setting up this funeral for this uh, like Vietnam vet, this homeless Vietnam vet, um, and kind of everybody's reaction around around that, kind of all centering around Christmas and what Christmas is for and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. I think it's the most moving Christmas episode I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I do keep coming back to it and think about it the most. Um, But again, it's not one that I would watch (laughs) right at Christmas. You know, that is a West Wing episode that I have rewatched so many times. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the best West Wing episodes ever written. Um, And that's saying something in a show that's consistently (laughs) incredibly well written. Um, Yes. Yeah, it's that is such a striking piece of television. And I think Mm -hmm. it's one that what. A good Christmas episode, I would say, is one that you could watch even if you don't watch that show. And um, I would say The West Wing in Excelsius Deo is, falls under that category. That if totally. someone just, like, put it on... It's almost like it's a Christmas movie, essentially. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, that yep. if someone just put it on and no one had ever seen The West Wing, that that movie would really... That episode would really move people still. Um, True. Yeah. True, yeah. It's that was definitely a runner up for me because it is such a striking, beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. piece of television. Yeah. So if you're if you haven't jumped in the West Wing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and you're feeling Christmassy. You know, I real honestly, Lucas, I think that's a good idea that if like West Wing is something you've always heard about and you're like, oh, but like to start a whole series now is like in your but if you're looking for something holiday to watch. Like, put on In Excelsis Deo. It's from, like, one of the earlier seasons. It's either season one or season two. Um, mm-hmm. And so, do you know what season it is, Lucas? I think it's it's season one. Yeah. Yeah. So Episode 10. So you're not going to, like, s- there's not going to be a ton of, like, random plot lines or something that it'll be in the middle mm-hmm. of. It'll. It's pretty self-contained. It's, it'll be a great introduction to those characters and that style of writing and make you, help you see if you want to watch The West Wing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My favorite Christmas TV episode is one you mentioned earlier. It is the Christmas party episode from The Office. Um, I'm similar and to... And the episode title is Christmas, Christmas party. party. Yes, <laughs> correct. It's not just the Christmas party. Correct. <laughs> um, it is... Let's see. It's from season two, and I think it's episode ten of season two. Um, and Christmas party, you know, like you said, Lucas, I don't necessarily, like go and rewatch all my favorite Christmas episodes. So I was trying mm-hmm. to like rack my brain of like which ones are memorable to me as mm-hmm. yeah. And um this one was immediately the first thing that popped into my head. Um one of the things that makes this episode so memorable is the pure chaos that happens <laughs> when um they're doing a Yankee swap for or they're doing Christmas presents um for their Christmas party, and each person has an assigned person. Um, and 
that transitions into a Yankee swap where people just swap presents. And Michael has exceeded the gift present list limit and gotten Ryan a video iPod. And <laughs> it, it throws the entire party into chaos because everyone wants the iPod and everyone's gifts are getting given to the wrong person. And that's just such a funny concept. The idea that something... <laughs> So material can throw everything into chaos at Christmas time is mm-hmm. very re- uh, relatable. And then also just the idea that Michael wouldn't understand w- what the effects of that action would be. And that <laughs> he feels like it's appropriate to give Ryan this incredibly <laughs> expensive gift is so funny. Um, oh, my gosh. And this episode also has probably one of the most romantic um, moments between Jim and Pam. Um, oh, yeah. Probably one of the things that really made us fall in love with them as, like, the idea mm-hmm. of being a couple where Jim presents Pam with, like, an incredibly special curated gift for her. Um, and it's 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 both an over-the-top romantic gesture and also a very small, sweet gift at the same time. And that's what makes Jim and Pam so great. Um, and so this, this episode is, um, it, I love that it's about this family unit that is an office that at this point in the show, you know, they're not as close as they get to by the end of the series. Um, but you get to see early on, like how this is their own kind of family and there's all the drama and love that like goes on in a family in this episode. Yeah, it's, it's definitely at the top of my list as well. Like they, they like they, I think this was the episode that I realized like, Oh, this is a classic show. Like, the, yeah. like, like the office is going to be around forever. Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to continue to watch this stuff. Uh, this was also at the top of the list for, for my wife as well. This was the first one that she thought of when I told her that we were going to talk about TV episodes. Right. Um, it's, it's iconic. It really is. Yeah. I love the office. I think it's a very special TV show. Um, and yep. Yeah, and this is this one definitely comes to mind. Um, okay, Lucas. Now here's the big one. Bum, bum. Favorite Christmas movie. There's so many to choose from. So many that like mean so much to so many people. What's your favorite it's, Christmas it, movie? It's true because okay, with Christmas movies, I like these are more time consuming. Like an album, you can kind of put on while you're doing other things. A TV episode is usually you know 30, 45 minutes. Um, a movie. And you're usually with people, so you all have to agree on a movie, and it's uh, a huge thing. And so the movies that you actually end up watching around Christmas end up being really, I think, the classics. And like not not like the classics as in they're all good and they're all old, but like the ones that you just continue to return to. <laughs> like it's like this is it. This is the Christmas movie that I watch every year. Um, one of those for me is like Love Actually, and and I don't think Love Actually is a good movie. But I love it because it's mm-hmm. it's my, it's one of my holiday movies. Absolutely. Um, same thing with like like um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That I think actually is a really great movie. But it's one that I that I love. And but at the top of the list for me is White Christmas. It's the one Christmas movie that I have to watch every single year. At some point before Christmas, I sit down and I watch White Christmas. And I've been doing this since. 
probably since high school. It wasn't one that like my family watched a lot at Christmas. Like we did watch it, but it wasn't like a classic then. I don't remember when, at what point in my life, I decided that this has to be part of my Christmas tradition, but I love this movie. This is in my top five movies of all time type love. Like I, <laughs> White Christmas is a gem and it is one of the best movies ever yeah. made. You know, I've never seen White Christmas, Lucas. Um, I might need to, oh. I know. Oh, I need, man. I need Have to... you seen Holiday Inn? No. Another Irving Berlin. Okay. Okay. I am going to just breathe for a bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be to be honest, I don't watch a lot of, like, older movies. Unless I saw mm-hmm. them as a kid, you know? Um, it is It is hard. And that's. The, I think that's also kind of the thing with Christmas movies is you, like... If you don't get introduced to it right. younger, <laughs> right. you're not going to have fun yeah. as an adult watching it. Um, no, yeah, I, I just, I've, I've never seen it. Um, my family, like, we didn't watch a lot of Christmas movies unless they were very kid-themed. Like, the, the 1960s version of The Grinch. Um, mm-hmm. That that definitely got watched quite a bit. Um, but otherwise, no. Um, so I wish I had anything else to add, but... <laughs> I just, uh, I have to say, I'll just have to watch it at some point. I think it's in the same category as as It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, which I also have not seen. Oh my gosh, Sandra. I know. Sandra. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, you have so much homework before next Christmas. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my favorite Christmas movie is, um, it's such an interesting story because the very first time I saw this movie, I hated it. And now it's my all-time favorite Christmas movie. And that's The Family Stone. Um, Stars Diane Keaton, Sarah Jessica Parker, Luke Wilson, um, Rachel McAdams, plenty more. Um, And it's about... Sarah Jessica Parker plays this woman who's engaged to a man. And she is visiting and meeting his family for the first time at Christmas. And they do not like her. And that's the, the pr- pretty much the basis of the whole movie. Um, Just a classic dysfunctional family movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I am so drawn towards movies where there's a large family unit that are incredibly close and loving together. Um, and so with this movie, the family that she's visiting has, you know, several siblings and all of their significant others and kids. And it's just a lot of family members that come together and they all are incredibly close and loving with each other. Um, And that's just in itself very fun to watch. Um, But what I like about this movie is this movie, the family, while they love each other very much, They're kind of awful to this Sarah Jessica Parker character. You know, (laughs) their actions towards her are not excusable. They're just straight up rude. And what I love about this is that this is not, you know, their actions towards her are very flawed. um, But that they love each other so much makes them redeemable in some way. And Mm -hmm. it's just a fun look at, like... Yeah, not everyone is nice to everyone, but you're nice to the people you love, and you love the people you love, and it's just about, like, the the bonds of family and how those can overcome, 
like differences and petty dramas and big important life dramas. Um, this movie makes me cry every time I see it. The reason I didn't like it the first time I saw it was because I was very conservative when the first time I saw it. And there's this very iconic scene where two of the characters debate about whether um, they would want their child to be born to be gay. You know, like if, mm -hmm. if you had a choice about whether your child was going to be gay or not, like what would you, would you choose? Um, and these two characters are arguing about it. And when I was a teenager and very conservative, um, that scene did not sit well with me at all. Um, I thought it was like this unfair scene. And now as an adult with my values and views changed, I appreciate that scene so much. And it's, I think, a very powerful scene. And I just love this movie. Also, Sarah Jessica Parker is a dream in it. She's so <laughs> uptight and miserable. And she plays that character perfectly. In addition to Diane Keaton being, as always, like, such an angel that I love to watch in anything. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever seen I, this? Yeah. I have not seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's I think I don't think I've seen a Christmas movie that came out after 2006. OK, so <laughs> but I, I I think have you here's like, a question, Lucas. Have you yeah. seen Dan in real life? I have seen Dan. Did in you real like life. that movie? I loved that. OK, movie. that I, movie is so good. And then I think you'll like the family stone. It reminds okay. me so much of Dan in real life. OK, yeah, I, it's it's kind of the same thing like you said like i love movies about families that just are like a big crazy family that just kind of gets together and like really loves each other for a weekend yeah or like, that's exactly what this <laughs> those, movie is th those movies are killer yeah so. <laughs> um i definitely want you to see it and report back to me when you do i'll definitely see it okay um yeah so that's let's Lucas, are there any runner-ups for any of these categories that you want to give a shout out to before we head out i do want to give a shout out to um the oh hello's songs for christmas album um this is one i discovered a couple years ago but it's i like it's not my f favorite christmas album it's not one that i grew up with at all mm -hmm. <laughs> um but it is one that i listen to a lot and is short and just like it's 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 really quick really good so if you like kind of folksy tennessee like christmas stuff like that is that is definitely somewhere you should take a look at okay mm, yeah um i want to mention a TV episode that I watched recently. Um, I've been binging lately old Will and Grace episodes because they're all on Hulu now. And I love Will and Grace so much. And there is one that I remembered even before my binge. So it really stood out in my head as um, from when I originally watched Will and Grace. But this episode, um, let me see what it's called. It is, I always refer to it as the Nutcracker episode, but it's actually called, it's called All About Christmas Eve. And I believe it's set on Christmas Eve. And uh, the premise of the episode is that Grace <laughs> is newly married and she has tickets to see the Nutcracker and her husband isn't available to go see the Nutcracker with her. So she asks Will to go see it with her. And so Will drops his Christmas plans with Jack and Karen to go see the Nutcracker with Grace. And as they get there, her husband shows up 
And so Will concedes his ticket to her husband and goes back to to Karen and Jack. Um, and then the husband has to leave again because the husband's a doctor. So he gets, like, called out again. And so Grace is like, Will, come back. Come see the Nutcracker with me. And he abandons Jack and Karen again. And this happens multiple times throughout the episode where <laughs> um, she Will thinks he's going to see the Nutcracker with Grace. And then her husband, Leo... Um, actually is available and, and Will has to leave again. And it's such a great, it's a funny episode because Will and Grace is always funny. Um, but it's such a great moment in that show because it really shows that Grace now has another person besides Will that she is prioritizing. Um, and he has to kind of deal with that emotionally and they have to deal with that in their relationship with each other. Um, that she... He'll drop anything at a moment to come to her. But then as soon as her husband's available, you know, he's back out on the street. And so it's it's a really turning point in their relationship. It's a lovely Christmas-themed episode. Uh, Jack and Karen, as always, are very funny. And they're singing. They're staying in a hotel. And they're singing Christmas carols to all the cleaning ladies and, and staff of the hotel. Um it's yeah. it's lovely. So if you're looking for a good sitcom um, all about Christmas Eve, Will and Grace is one I would recommend. Um, I also would recommend the InSync Christmas album because they're one of the few nice. artists that came up with an original Christmas song, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Happy Holidays, that has become a classic. Has it, though? Yes. Right. I, no, I'm suspicious of them songs. except for this one. Also, that album really proved their acoustic chops because like they harmonize in such amazing ways on that album. It really proved that like the the members of NSYNC had real vocal talent. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. We're wishing you and your loved ones a Merry Christmas and a happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. Um, we are going to be back next week to talk Star Wars, um, but then we'll be off on the week of Christmas. Is that right, Lucas? It is true. Yep. You got Star Wars and then a week off. Right. So enjoy your holiday parties. Enjoy your last moments with your friends before you go see your family members or vice versa. Um, and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Adios. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Go away. I'll see you soon, okay? That's it? Go home? Yeah. Moving along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our show for tonight, people. 